Now, I want to re- talk to you tonight about our, our theme for the year. We have a mission statement, Joshua Baptist Church. And last year it was, uh, we are uh, building the, the church and uh, so forth and so on. I preached on, on the church um, just about uh, a majority of the time last year. And Jesus said, I will build my church. Thank God he's doing the building and not us. Thank God he's the architect. And thank God he's the chief shepherd. He's the one in charge. It's his building. Amen. And uh, last year we emphasized that and hoping maybe that uh, church would be, uh, would find a, a more uh, valiant place in your life. You wouldn't divorce a church from your life. And I'll tell you, I can tell you, folks not active to church, more than likely they're backslid. Backslid or lost. You know, I, I couldn't stay right with God if I didn't have the church. And I just need the church to say, well, I don't need it every night. Well, maybe you're not as wicked as I am. I need it three times a week, buddy. Three to thrive. I, I appreciate that. Amen. Now tonight, I want to talk to you about our theme for 2013. Our mission statement. You'll find in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 1 and verse 23. Notice what Paul says to that Corinth church in verse 23 of chapter number one, our mission statement throughout all the ministers at Joshua Baptist Church. I don't care if the school or are you or the Spanish work or maybe it might be the kiddies clan. I don't care why it is. This is our theme. Now get her down. I don't care if it's the choir. Uh, if brother Brother Martin is playing that piano. I want him to be playing it, preaching Christ. You know, I, I just, I, everything. If somebody's cleaning a toilet around here this year, I want them to be thinking, I'm cleaning this toilet so the preacher can preach Christ and somebody gets saved. If they're mowing a yard, we're mowing it so that when we give an invitation, God will get honor and glory from everything, from the yard all the way to the invitation. Here's our theme, verse number 23 of 1 Corinthians 1. Don't miss it. Don't even duck one minute. If you close your eyes, you'll miss it. Here it is, verse 23. Are you ready? Now look, I want you to be ready. Get ready. I'm going to tell you what it is. It's real easy to get sidetracked. You ever notice that? It's real easy to start out doing something and find, figure you got something else to do. And so you drop what you're doing to do what you thought you needed to do. And by the time you get that done, there's something else you got to pick up or something else you got to fix. Listen, we're not going to get sidetracked. This is our theme. Everybody ready? Look at it. Verse 23. We preach. Christ crucified. We preach Christ. When folk come to our church, we're not going to tell them how good we are and how great we are, how many buildings we got, how many folk we had in Sunday school, how many nickels and noses we could count last Sunday. They come to this place, they're going to hear somebody preaching Christ all year long. That is our theme. That is our mission statement. And boy, how easy it is to get sidetracked. What would motivate Paul to say that? Look at verse 
chapter 1 and verse 10 and 11. What would motivate Paul to say, look, we are preaching Christ. That's all we're going to do. Look at verse 10 of chapter number 1. The Bible says, now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that we all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. For it hath been declared unto me of you by my brethren that some of you folks ain't on the same page. No, we don't care how pretty your hair is. We don't care what kind of car you drive. We don't care what kind of house you live in. We don't care if you and your wife are at one another's throat, and probably you are. And we don't care what's going on. Folk, you come here. We're, this is not a psychology class. This is not how to fix your neighbor. This is about preaching Christ. You got that? That'll fix more problems than any psychologists in town. If we just begin to preach Christ and Him crucified. Amen. Well, preacher, I need to see you in the office. I need some counseling. That's what we do right here three times a week. You don't listen to me here. Stay out of my office. That's not going to help you a bit. Until you apply what I talk about here. Until you apply the blood of Jesus Christ and Him be crucified, I could tell you about your grandmother and granddaddy kicking your dog. And that's why you've been hating dogs all your life. And you'll still die and hate dogs till you get saved. This year, we're going to preach Christ. We're going to do it in every Sunday school classroom. We're going to do it every ball game. We're going to do it at everything we do. This year, our theme is we preach Christ crucified. You know, some of you moms and daddies start telling your kids about that. It probably would help them a whole lot. If you're preaching Christ around your house, not only by vernacular, not only by uh, teaching, but by example, you might have a whole lot better chance of raising your kids for God. You see, we're going to preach Christ this year. You say, preacher, I don't know if that'll work or not. Let me tell you something. You know how it's easy for a church to get sidetracked? You know how easy it is to start worrying about the senior citizens and their social get-together and their cooking and their eating and their playing we and the young people about playing games and bowling and courting and all that. You know how it's easy for you young couples to get involved in ball games and socializing and get sidetracked. You know how easy it is going to the rodeo and the ball games and the coon hunts and everything else in the world and put preaching Christ second. This year we ain't going to do that. Every single week, every single meeting, every instrument that is played, every song that is to be sung, every breath that we breathe and every prayer we pray is going to be wrapped around preaching Christ and Him crucified. I'm sorry, that's just the way it's going to happen. And you say, preacher, tell me something. You see, our mission statement this year is we preach Christ. Let me tell you, we're going to preach Christ as the only means for salvation. You know what? We need to do that. The Bible said, neither is there salvation in any other. For there's no other name given among men whereby we must be 
saved. John said, for I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come of the Father but by me. How many folk believe that Jesus Christ is the only way to be saved? Come on, say amen, would you? How many believe he's the only way? He's the truth and the life. How many believe that? Then bless God, we don't need to be doing anything else. You know, you can't get to heaven through a watery grave. You can't get there by your good works, keeping the law or anything else. For by grace you're saved, the Bible said, through faith. And this year, we're going to preach and preach some more and preach some more. And if we go soul winning, we're not going to talk about... Oh, that's a pretty dog you got. Oh, what kind of carpet have you got in your house? Oh, those are pretty flowers you got on the wall. Well, I hope you come to our church. Bye. It's a Greek word. We ain't out there to brag on anybody's flowers or anybody's groceries or anything else. We're going to go to the door and say, Say, I just wonder if you died today, would you go to heaven? And this is how you do it, through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. You say, well, I don't know how to do that. Don't you think it's about time you tried it? How many? How many has been guilty of going to a visit, talking about the rugs and talking about the fleas on the cats and talking about everything else and left that house, got in your car, and the Holy Spirit said, I wonder if they're saved. Well, they said this Baptist. Does that mean a lot? Look at all empty wood here tonight. You know, we got Baptist in love with folks running up down the field with a piece of pig skin tonight. And they chose the rams and the kittens and the cats and the mules over Jesus Christ. And we need to go ask some of our members. Do you know for sure? Now, they know for sure they love the cowboys, the cowgirls, and the mavericks, and the upchucks. But I just wonder, do they love God? We need to preach the gospel. We need to preach Christ to some of our church members. Good preaching, Brother Wolfenbarger. We're going to preach Christ as the only means of salvation. We're going to preach Christ this year as the only source of life. You ever seen how dead most Baptists are? You know what the Bible says about Jesus? In him is life. You know, you walk by most folks and they just look like their pet rock died. Amen. I mean, it's it's tougher to to get a smile out 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 of a cue ball than it is to folks who saved. Well, I think so. Is this what you call life? In him is life. 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 We need to sing songs tonight like, We came to the garden alone. Life. Life. You know, life. You know, movement. Life. Grunt. You know, life. 
Amen every once in a while. Even if you don't believe it. Life. It means something moving. Life. It means excitement. Life. And we, Jesus Christ, we're going to preach Jesus Christ. Life. He is life. The Bible says that he is the life of men. He said, I am the way, the truth. No, 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 no. He's just the way to us. And he's just the truth to us. Life, that means we'd have to move. Life would mean an insurgence of of energy, an insurgence, breath, if you please, a shout every once in a while, an amen every once in a while. Hey, you mean that church is alive? Amen. You're welcome. God bless your heart. You're on my side. Life. For God so loved the world. They gave his only begotten son. That we might have an eternal home? No. That we might have an eternal abode? No. That we might go to heaven when we die? No. That we might have eternal, what else? Life. Dear God, we're going to preach this year like you can have it and be happy with it. You're allowed to shout. You're allowed to say amen. You're allowed to smile in church. You're allowed to look about like you're going to a Mavericks game if you got a seat. The Mavericks lost last night again. And I'll bet there's more life for that bunch of losers than they are in our church this year. We're going to preach Jesus Christ as a source of life. Amen, buddy, as a source of life. We're going to preach Jesus Christ this year that he is the Christian's only guide. I don't need you to tell me where to go, how to live, what to say, and how long to stay. You say, preacher, I just need somebody, somebody to show me. Hey, how about Jesus? Will that work? The book of Psalms, I don't have time tonight, but the book of Psalms, chapter number 73, verse 22 through 26, and it talks about God is our guide and Christ is our guide. Hey, that's who I'm going to look up to. That's who I want to emulate. That's who I want to be like. That's who I want to act like. When I come to church, I don't want to act like old deadhead Joe and old uh, ain't never done it and Dr. Foodunk. No, sir. We need a life given staking source from Jesus Christ. It'll tell us how to live, where to live, what to say, and how to say it. This year, Christ is our guide. We're going to preach that he's our guide. Well, you say, preacher, the church I came through, forget that. The church you came from, if you had been so happy, you probably wouldn't have come. So please don't try to make this one like that one. You say, I like the one that I came from better than this one. Hey, that door works both ways. Just go right over and take your little letter and lay her down on the line. This one around here is different. 
Because Jesus Christ is our life, our example, and our guide, and our only source of getting all of that. Amen. Somebody said, well, I'm John in someplace else tomorrow. Well, I'll be to see after a while. We preach Christ this year as our great example. Think of this. 1 Peter 2. For even hereunto were you called. Because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow his steps. Christ suffered, hung on a cross, and paid a price that we might follow his example. Why do you fall out of church the first time you have troubles? That'd be the place to fall in if you have troubles. Don't threaten your family. I'm going to quit going to church if you don't do what I want to around the house. Well, kids, if you don't act right around the church, I ain't going to let I'm going to act right around the house. I ain't going to let you go to church. Well, the smartest thing you've ever done is discipline your kids with church. That is a no-brainer. Take them in there and bust her fanny. Don't tell them you're going to threaten them with church. Well, if you don't act right, kids, we ain't going to church today. We're going to go to the zoo. You don't have to go to the zoo. You got a bunch of animals living in your house, kids. Say, we don't have, we don't save the money. We can just watch you, mom and dad. Can you imagine anybody discipline their children with the things of God? Well, I don't whip my kids. Give me the, give me the permission to do it. I don't mind doing it at all. We're going to preach Christ. Preach Christ as our guide. Preach Christ as our example. Preach Christ as our way to heaven. Preach Christ. Uh, you know, we're just going to preach Christ this year. We're going to preach Christ, our heavenly intercessor. Oh, yes, the Bible says that he is our faithful high priest, seated at the right hand of God, making intercession for us to God the Father. Every time the devil accuses Gene Wolfenbarger of something, right behind him, Jesus Christ walks in and said, God, just tell the devil, shut his mouth and go back to hell where he came from. He's mine and he's under the blood. I know he's a sinner. That's why I saved him. I know he's going to make mistakes, but thank God he is under the blood. Sin's forgiven, all gone. Just tell the devil to go back to hell where he came from. I've got a lawyer in heaven. Constantly going back and forth to the God the Father, making intercession for me. And I'm going to preach this year that kind of Jesus. The kind of Jesus as a faithful high priest that is tempted in all fashions such as we, yet without sin. Thank God I don't have to go to a booth someplace and get on my knees and say fee fi fo fum or to anybody sitting behind a booth. Thank God my heavenly father is my high priest and I'm going to him and not to some pope or priest someplace. We are a priest from God. All of us. You say... 
Really? Yeah. That's one thing that makes Baptists a little different from most. We believe in the priesthood of the believer. You don't need no priest. You are a priest in Christ. And you can go to God in your own behalf. You do not need some fella dressed in his pajama someplace going to God for you. Oh, I forgot this on radio and television. No, I didn't forget it. Because we're going to preach Christ. We're going to preach Christ as the Christian's only hope as I close. If your hope is in a psychiatrist, you might ought to check the suicide rate in that profession. If your hope is in some other theological camp, if you think baptism is going to get you to heaven, if you think anything that you can do is going to get you to heaven, your only hope to get to heaven and get out of this thing alive is Jesus Christ. If you think you can educate your kids enough to make them happy, And make them a success. And get them to heaven. If you're putting anything. Such as education. Athletics. Above Jesus Christ. You need to take a trip to an old fashioned altar tonight. If you think the hope of America. Is in a Republican president. And a Republican Senate. And a Republican House. You've forgotten a lot of things when there was a Republican in there. If you think that it, your hope, our hope is in Democrats, you're asleep. Our hope is not in politicians. Our hope is not in educators. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. All other is shifting sands. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. Because all other grounds are shifting sands. Oh, you think about it. Some of you is not as old as I. If you don't watch it, you're not going to make it. Because I've been talking to your wife. You'll get that after a while. I've seen a lot of change in the world scene. You think about this. I've gone in my short lifetime from no electricity, transportation, a steel wheeled wagon, and a horse. Without a saddle because we couldn't afford a saddle. To seeing a man walk on the moon. In my lifetime. We've not witnessed yet. The change that's taken place. On this old world. And in the human camp. We have seen nothing. This technological age we're living in. 
It will blow your mind, parents, what your kids can do with their cell phone. Honest. I mean, I don't even like being around them. They make me feel so stupid. I always ask them, what's that power button for on that thing? Have you watched the kids text with their thumbs? I saw a girl, they texting and there's smoke coming out of the back of their phone. I thought she was smoking grass and it wasn't that at all. She was had that thing on fire. So. Have you seen me text? Cell phone, iPhone, and iPads. Kids, that ain't the answer. You buy a cell phone this year, it'll be outdated next year. You buy a computer today, it'll be out out, out of date next week. You buy a car this year, they got a better one next year. In fact, some folks try that with wives and husbands. And that ain't working either. Listen to me. I'm done. Our only hope is the second coming of Jesus Christ. You think about that if you would. See, this year we're going to preach that Jesus Christ is the answer and solution and help in every area. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Isn't that a beautiful verse? Looking for that blessed hope. What are you praying for tomorrow? Are you praying that Jesus will come back? Or are you afraid he'll come back and mess up your plans? Looking for that blessed hope and a glorious appearing of our great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. What a wonderful thing to know is that Christ is our hope. And then I read verse 14. And like an arrow, God prick my heart it says who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity amen and purify unto himself a peculiar people with good works This year, let's not get sidetracked. Every time you come to church, you're going to see we preach Christ. Notice it says we. Paul didn't say I. Yesterday, Brother Jim came to office when I got here. He said, preacher, we had 50 folk out soul winning today. It's not counting the Spanish work. Oh, that's not counting the bus workers. Last week, yesterday probably, we hit a thousand, maybe fifteen hundred doors. Would you say that, Chip? Just wanted to tell you, 
the greatest news you ever heard. Jesus is coming. Are you ready? I can show you how to get ready. We preach Christ. And all of God's people said amen. We're not preaching Christ to make people mad. We're preaching Christ to make folk glad. He'll fix all the problems you got if you just turn them over to him. 